This is the Kamloops Insider with Parker Bennett. Awesome. And welcome to this week's edition of the Kamloops Insider Podcast, but I'm going to rename it the Kamloops Virus Pradiem Insider. <laughs> Do, are you going to correct me? I'm not going to correct you. I'm actually going to say you pronounce it pretty good. Do you want me to pronounce it just in case? Yeah, do it for sure. Virus Praediemum. There, see, I skipped even. Not bad. Yeah, that's Latin. That's the Latin word for real estate. We got to throw something in there. They, they sounded vastly different to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just giving you some credit. Yeah, yeah. no, I appreciate yeah. it. I did bugger that she would correct me before this. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. We have a special guest today from the Kamloops and District Real Estate Association. Welcome, Trevor Coote. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I'm just going to run on the assumption that you introduce all your guests as special guests. No. Oh, see? <laughs> no, you did get the special. Yeah, that that yeah. makes me feel good. Yeah. No, I like good. that. Thanks, Parker. Actually, no, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, this week's edition of the Camus Insider, we will bring in some valid information um, about real estate. So, Allie, fill us in with the medium house price and all the good stuff. So for the month of July, Kamloops medium price was $472,000. Most of the sales, 75% of the sales are under $500,000. And we can also compare our current uh, year residential um, was very close to last year, 122,222. And last year, we won 1,294. Uh, where we have the difference is the number of units sold. The total this year is 323. Last year, 386. So we're down 16%. For, for the month? For the month of July, yeah. yes. Okay. Which is interesting, right? Yes. 16% reduction. But there's still lots of sales. Yes. Yeah. I bet you if we went back four years, we'd probably find very similar numbers. But that's just my thoughts. Um, I have some additional information, which I've gotten Emma to so kindly put together for me, um, because I've sort of breaking down, broken down the year as into three categories. So January 1st to June 1st, the market was fairly aggressive. We had a, a good spring. We had a great winter. We're coming off a good winter. And then between June 1st and August 1st, I feel like we peaked out. We were at the peak, and I don't know if you notice it right away, but August 1st to present, we've started to slump a little bit, starting to come off that peak into a bit of a valley, which is interesting when you talk to the public because people are usually a little behind what's actively going on in real estate because the social aspect of it takes a little while to catch up. Plus people are usually still talking about the neighbor or their brother-in-law that sold three months ago that had three offers and it sold for over asking and, and, and that sort of stuff. So if we break that down to those three categories, and I'm just going to pick on some subdivisions specific that sort of match my theory. Um, Aberdeen from January 1st to June 1st, the average days on the market was 37 between June 1st and August 1st, uh, Aberdeen numbers stayed consistent three, 37 days on the market. And when we look at August, we've slipped to 65. So I'll pick on another subdivision, North Cam. Um, 18 days on the market for the first part of the season. 
The peak portion, we slipped to 31 days on the market, whereas now we are at 36. Interesting fact, right? Um, South Cam went from 33 days to 42 days to 50 days. West Side, um, 27 days, 36 days to 68 days. I could go on, but generally speaking, the days on the market are, are, are getting longer. Yeah. And um, so it's just kind of interesting facts. We're going to be looking at this probably a little more moving forward to the fall and maybe the beginning of the winter. We'll see if the smoke lets up and allows some more soul signs to go up. We'll see how that goes. I'm rubbing the crystal ball as we speak. <clears throat> so stand by. <laughs> um, Trevor, before we get into who you are and, and what your role is at Kadria, could you kind of explain, because I know that before I got into real estate, there was no way that I knew any of this stuff. Um, the, the pyramid sort of layout for Canadian Real Estate Association, the BC Real Estate Association, and how the districts work. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it's the the first thing I'll uh, maybe clarify is is utilizing in a sales environment such as real estate using the word pyramid. I think we probably <laughs> okay, we, <laughs> we probably want to avoid that. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it, but it, it it is in the sense that that uh, boards, uh, local uh, associations, are members of the provincial association, are members of CREA. Um, so, uh, the, the whole, the whole group is considered across the country, organized real estate. And, and that terminology goes back to the, to the point where, um, the first, uh, catalogs and the first, uh, kind of sharing of information, uh, was, was starting in the, in the real estate industry. Um, CREA, the, the Canadian Real Estate Association is the, uh, let's say, let's call it the parent organization of, uh, a, a lot of the um, logos and the imagery uh, and the terminology uh, that the public would be familiar with. So the word realtor, uh, a, a person, a, an individual that trades in real estate is only a realtor if they are a member of CREA. Um, and uh, realtor.ca is owned by CREA. Um, MLS, uh, the, the, the uh, registered trademarks associated with uh, MLS and, and Realtor, which is also a registered trademark, are the ownership of CREA. Um, through the local associations, uh, the realtors within, in and around Kamloops, about 310 of you folks. Is that what the number is now? About that. Yeah. We, flu- we literally fluctuate week by week, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're sitting around 310 realtor members. Yeah. Um, and so each of those members, by virtue of being a member of Kadria, the, the Kamloops and District Real Estate Association, are then members of CREA and have the um, the distinction of being able to utilize those trademarks, utilize the terminology of, of calling themselves a realtor, um, but it's only by virtue of that membership. The British Columbia Real Estate Association fits in between those two. So they offer services to British Columbia realtors. Um, the, the membership, it's interesting, and this, this gets a little convoluted and certainly more higher level than what the public needs to know, but uh, the BC Real Estate Association is uh, their membership is actually made up of the 11 boards in the province. They're not the 23,000 realtors that are in the province. They're members of the local boards and the boards are members of the BC Real Estate Association. 
Um, the other distinction that uh, is very uh, commonly uh, misrepresented or misunderstood, I should say, um, is that uh, the distinction between licensee in the province of British Columbia and realtor. There's about 25,000 licensees. They are people who are able to trade in real estate legally, um, and they're uh, given that opportunity by being registered or licensed with uh, the Real Estate Council of British Columbia. The Real Estate Council of British Columbia is the government regulatory body that oversees the practice of real estate in the province, and uh, they are different. A licensee is not necessarily the same as a realtor. Not all licensees are realtors, but all realtors are licensees. Right. So there's various aspects to license, licensure and, uh, and membership in, uh, in, in real estate. Um, and I think it is important, uh, certainly, that distinction from a public perspective to know who to talk to uh, when they, uh, certainly when they have an issue, uh, but also when they're trying to, uh, trying to find a realtor, when they're trying to determine what area of practice they trade in, uh, those types of things, right. where they specialize, all that. So give stuff. us an example of a, a licensee who's not a realtor. Uh, so uh, in our, within Kadria, so yeah. because Kadria is made up, of their membership is realtors, of course, every member of Kadria is a licensee. What we typically see is uh, in the Lower Mainland, uh, generally outside of the Lower Mainland, all licensees are members of boards. Right. Um, not to say that 100% are, but the majority, certainly. BC has the highest uptake of any province of uh, licensees to realtor. So, so we have the highest percentage of uh, licensees, or in some provinces are called registrants, uh, that are realtor that members. Are, yeah. um, so the common the common place would be property managers right. because they don't they don't benefit as highly from the from the trademark realtor from access to the MLS those types of things, um, and then a lot of commercial bigger commercial brokerages who who rely solely on their brokerage on their own brand. Um, to provide those services in a commercial industry, those right. are the those are generally the two areas that we see people uh, uh, hold a license but not become a member of a board. Right. Yeah. So l- let's kind of dive more into the district now. Like with Kamloops and District Real Estate Association, explain to me the and I won't use the word pyramid, but the structure. Yeah. Of that board. Yeah. So ju- just of of Kadria. Yeah. So so the membership, like I say, is made up of uh, about three hundred and ten uh, m- uh, realtor members. We have uh, affiliate members as well, which right. uh, which um, have access. Some of the access, some of the privileges that that our uh, realtor members uh, receive, but not all of them. Right. Um, and that would be things like a home inspector that needs access to the lockbox system, mm-hmm. uh, or um, appraisers. Uh, Appraisers yeah. needing access to uh, some of the data, yeah. uh, as an example. Um, so, but they don't—they uh, don't get the privileges of uh, all of the trademarks and calling themselves a realtor. They're just—they're just, they're just uh, affiliate members. Um, so, uh, the membership annually uh, elects a board of directors, which yeah. represent them uh, and uh, kind of uh, fulfill the obligations of the uh, operations of the organization. Uh, they develop the strategic plan, which then I, as executive officer, um, execute and under under their directorship and uh, and provide all the services to to the members. The focus right now, um, the, the focus 
always, uh, but certainly uh, we've narrowed that focus of, of the organization to provide our members with advocacy, education, and professionalism. Those are the three areas that we attempt to elevate and provide to our membership on, uh, on a regular basis. And the idea is to elevate the profession from both a perception perspective, but right. also from an operations perspective, and give our members all the tools that they need to improve their services, to, to do better for their clients. And, right. uh, and that's uh, by virtue of, of making sure we fulfill those three mandates. What, would that be fair to say that that's your mission statement? Uh, the mission statement is very much along those lines. That, that's uh, trimming it down and making it, simplifying right. it a little bit. Okay. But certainly, yeah, yeah. So supporting supporting our realtor members in in the areas of advocacy, education, and professionalism. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you'd mentioned that you're the executive officer for the board. That's right. Who else is working at the board that may not be a member, but? Behind the scenes, uh, so we have we have three staff right now, um, and uh, supporting me in the office are Bobby and Chris. Uh, the and and you know this, uh, your colleagues in the industry know this, uh, your clients may not know this, uh, some of the listeners may not know that uh, uh, one of the main functions previously of uh, Kadria was uh, to provide all the listing services. Right. Um, so uh, members across uh, across the board uh, entirely would send in their listings every time they had one every day uh, dozens of listings would come in and, and Bobby and Chris would sit at their computers and type away and enter all of that listing data into the MLS and that is eventually what the consumer would see on the other end uh, through realtor.ca through your personal uh, websites and those kinds of things um, that uh, when I came on, one of the main strategic focuses for the board was to go to what's considered broker load, or, and, and we use an auto load system. And that put the power and the, and the tools in the hands of our members to be able to put those listings on themselves. Right. Um, and it wasn't to take away uh, the services of the board. It was to empower our members to be able to do that uh, within within their own uh, context and, and, and their right. own their own business uh, practice, um, one of the one of the common terms for uh, for our members, for realtors, for licensees, for people who trade in real estate in the industry, the way it is today, is independent contractor. You're you're not an employee uh, of of the brokerage. You're not an employee of of the province. Uh, you are an independent contractor. And uh, by virtue of you being at the mercy of the board uh, of Kadria to put on that data, uh, it, it removed all independence. Uh, you were very dependent. You were, uh, our, our membership was extremely dependent on the board, our timelines, our abilities, um, uh, stat holidays, uh, all of those kinds of things. And it just doesn't make sense to me in an environment where you are independent, where it is your business, where you're competitive with online uh, groups that are, that are starting to saturate the market in the United States. And we're starting to see them come to Canada. Zillow is starting to enter the Canadian market. And how are you going to be empowered and, and competitive uh, with those groups when they operate 24-7? And, and if you can find more hours in a day than they're, they're doing it, yeah, fair um, where you're at the mercy of, of the staff and, and the board. So, so it, was, it was a strategic move, uh, for sure, as a board. We've kind of fallen in line with uh, what other organizations are doing across the, 
across the country and around the world. Um, and uh, and I th I think for the most part it's been uh, it's been generally accepted. Um, but it has uh, it has overall. I'm, I'm really deviating from the original question, Bobby and Chris. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really uh, has changed the role uh, for them in the office and and for and for what we want to accomplish on a daily basis. Um, they'll tell you that uh, I am not a uh, an advocate of downtime. Uh, we we keep uh, extremely busy and we've got some announcements coming out very very shortly to our membership um, that are going to show what we've been doing behind the scenes. But it also frees up uh, our time, my time, their time, in order to provide the other services that we need to provide even better. Right. Um, and that uh, goes back to the core uh, principles of advocacy, education, and, and uh, professionalism. Right. No, yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because essentially you guys were getting bogged down with just legwork that we could have been doing all along. Yeah, and and I don't, I certainly don't want to discredit what's you know what was happening previous to, right. to my tenure. I mean, it, it was the 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 the, um, the association Kadria functioned the way that it was intended to function. It did the services that it, that it, it was designed to do. Um, but uh, coming in and seeing that that was a strategic direction of the board, yep. um, I certainly saw the opportunity to kind of put the mark on it that things needed to change. And Perfect. so, so we did that very quickly. Yeah. So I'm just going to back you up now. And it, I, this was a strategic plan to talk this in this direction, but now I want to go back to, to who you are and how you got into, um, the association. How did you become executive officer? What did you do before? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I'm assuming the strategy was related to the fact that you've lost 90% of the listeners due to, due to me talking about, <laughs> no, not at all. No, talking no. about, <laughs> about the structure of real estate in the province. I just, <laughs> How exciting is that, hey? I just, I if think you're out you there and you're still listening, stuff. wake up. People have no idea about that. No, I, I, I totally appreciate that. I just can't imagine how exciting that, that, <laughs> that, that was me describing let's or, think organized the, real estate. Let's think Canada. of the alternative. They could have been listening to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, Rogan had a bad week. Yeah, we'll assume. Or we're having a really good one. Yeah. Uh, so, so where I came from, I, I, I was actually in the industry for, uh, for the past 15 years. Um, as a realtor? As a realtor, as, oh, wow. as, a, as a, a registrant in... Uh, we call them registrants in Saskatchewan, or we did when I, when I was there. Um, so I, yeah, and, and I've worn, I've, I've quite literally worn every hat. So I started out, uh, at a, at a Remax brokerage, uh, in Saskatchewan, similar to BC, you have to have two years of experience before you can, uh, register or write your real, your broker's license. Um, two years to the day I bought my first brokerage, which was a century, which was a franchise century 21. Uh, under that umbrella, I branched out and started a property management company, which uh, grew to a uh, thousand units in five cities across the province, uh, sold the Century 21 office, sold that office, downsized to a small commercial brokerage. Um, all the while, I was uh, chair of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Commission. So that is similar to the council here. So it was okay. the, the government regulatory body 
um, that oversaw the licensing and the and the uh, regulatory aspect of the industry in Saskatchewan. Through that, I sat on it. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. What, at any no, point, no, we'll get we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that because I know yeah. where you're going. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then make a note I, of that, Ali. Through 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 that, I was uh, on an international uh, real estate regulatory group called Arello, the Association of Real Estate License Law Officials, and I, I worked with some committee work. Um, it was opened up to uh, and exposed to uh, real estate around the world. I, okay. uh, chatting with uh, executive directors of uh, uh, on the regulatory side um, uh, from places like South Africa and Dubai. I actually uh, consulted a little bit with uh, the group in Dubai on uh, when they were implementing uh, regulation around uh, rentals. Um, and property management, and uh, and I, actually, they invited me back. I'm going to St. Louis next month to moderate a panel at their annual conference uh, related to the relationship between regulator and board, um, which I did earlier this year in Montreal for CREA. Right. So, so it brings a, a different perspective. Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely a perspective uh, having having the being so involved on the regulatory side. And then coming back and advocating for the realtor as opposed to uh, as opposed to regulating them right. um, is uh, it's it's been it's been interesting it's been uh, it's been fulfilling I, I I've really enjoyed my time uh, with the with the association here um, and uh, being in the industry. Uh, this keeps me tied to it. I, I was getting tired. I'll, I'll admit it was it was uh, getting to the point where I truly felt like I needed to do something different. Coming to Kamloops was not for this job. We, my family drove through in August. We decided we're moving. I moved, and then uh, and then the job became available. And with that past experience, the uh, I think the board felt that that might add some value and for and, sure, uh, yeah, bring a different perspective. So I yeah. knew that you owned a brokerage. I remember hearing that. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't know how involved you were with all the regulatory body stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been, yeah, I've been a, a realtor, a broker, uh, property management, commercial, small commercial brokerage, uh, the regulator and involved with the board. So well, uh, kind of uh, quite literally I've worn every hat. And so it's, it's uh, when, when members want to come and advocate for a certain aspect, uh, we just had one that had uh, some issues with some uh, bylaw uh, stuff at one of the, one of the, the uh, municipalities uh, that's within our jurisdiction. And it was uh, very quick that we could address it because I actually, uh, because we had dealt with the same thing right. uh, from a regulator, regulatory perspective. So, yeah. So I just want to know that timeline when you were, yeah. when you were a broker and on a regulatory body at the same time? No, you couldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, oh of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, and then you downsized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was, yeah, it got, when I had, when I had Century 21 and the property management was at its peak, we had 42 staff and agents uh, between the two companies that, that, that I was running. And. Uh, it was just too much. It was, it yeah. was, it, it was, I didn't have a life and a uh, young daughter. And it was, uh, there's some, there's some people that can endure that for a long period of time and grow it and, and do all the things that it, I just, I couldn't see it, couldn't see the longevity to it for, for myself. So it was, right. uh, we, we made a change. Um, 
but uh, yeah, so uh, to your comment though, uh, the the regulatory body here, the the Real Estate Council of British Columbia, has a board of directors. Uh, they they don't call them a board of directors; they call them a council, and uh, they are they consist of now uh, public appointees, mm-hmm. and there are currently two uh, industry members uh, on the on the council. Very often, and, and my stu- my um, research showed that uh, the majority of uh, uh, regulators across North America, the majority of their council or commission is made up of industry members. Absolutely. And not always brokers, but certainly uh, certainly members of the industry, licensees or registrants. Um, so yeah, I was I was a broker, I had my own brokerage at the time. Uh, our, our commission was made up of 11 members and uh, seven of them were from the industry. So right. they, were, they were either brokers or... or uh, I can't see how you do it any other way because... Well, look at look at the Real Estate Council of British Columbia. And yeah. You'll find yeah. out they've only got two, and yeah. and that's been a big that's been a big bone of contention for organized real estate here. Uh, BCREA uh, as well as Kadria have been lobbying hard um, to the minister. It's not council. Council doesn't appoint their own members. Yeah. The minister of finance does, um, and we've been lobbying hard to have uh, more industry representation because we feel like some of that messaging is getting lost. Right, as you can appreciate, absolutely, with, yeah. with some of the rule changes and beyond a yeah. doubt, shadow yep. of the doubt. Yep. Um, but you're not just an executive officer. Am I not? Yeah. No, you're not. Okay. We creeped you. So we, oh. we know all about you. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah. would it be safe to say bodybuilder? Uh, let's, so something that I haven't been able to wrap my head around yep. is if you can retire from something that is a hobby, but if you can, no. then I'm a retired bodybuilder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did a show this past uh, July, which was, uh, my 13th or 14th show. And, uh, and that was, that was, it. that was my swan song. So, hmm. yeah. I don't think I would ever take hunting, which is my passion. I don't, I could never see myself saying I'm a retired hunter, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, what about movie star? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that would that that one is definitely a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Again, hobby. Looks like a, a lot, lot of fun. Of, yeah. Oh, I. You know, and that's the thing is with both bodybuilding and and acting. Yeah. I I enjoy it so much, so I do it for fun and, that, that's and, if, it, to... and if it turns into anything yeah. like bodybuilding bodybuilding worked out for me i got a i got a an international sponsor and i i placed uh, fairly well on an international stage and third at, at a canadian stage and uh, but but truly doing it for fun right and uh, same with acting if something comes of it i like you it's one thing to have a microphone in front of me which i'm quite enjoying as well because sure. I, <laughs> I, I like to talk but i also like when a camera's on me so. yeah yeah <laughs> so what do you think that you take from your um, regime as a bodybuilder and put into this in this job you know what it's a it's a good question it's a fair question for sure um, but I don't know I don't know that it's it, it's the aspect of taking from one and and, and using those but just having that, that trade but it's the trade it's the it's, it's the, the qualities trade. that I that I have in yeah. general like as you can appreciate and and it's hard to it's hard to appreciate when all you do is see a picture or or, or whatever the end result is right but the hours and hours of commitment and dedication and planning and just so before this show and and I kept saying as I approached the show if I had known 
how crazy my schedule was going to be, yeah, I would yeah. have not even started prep. But when you start a, when you do a 16 week prep and all of that chaos happens in the last three weeks, you've got 13 weeks of prep under your belt. You're not going to just go, okay, this is too much. Yeah, right. Yeah. You just stick with it. But I was, I did a week in Ottawa, a week in Montreal. I was in Victoria. I, I shot that probably the movie you're talking about Ali down in Vancouver where I was the, painted blue, the, yeah. the alien, alien show. <laughs> the so, alien? so, yeah. and that was, those are long days. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so you, so all of that kind of comes together yeah. and all the while I'm doing my prepped seven meals a day. I yeah. do two hours yeah. of cardio. I make sure I get to the gym for my workout and I, and all of that was planned, like it all fit in. I had to make hours for it. So it's, uh, it's, it's the planning, it's the organization, it's the preparation, like all of those things that you can apply right across the board in your life. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. like it's not, it's not to say that the qualities carry over one to the other. It's just, those are the, well, so that's I, the traits I always daydream with the idea, like <laughs> who makes the best entrepreneur? Right. And I, I always think I always divert to what I know about is like, if, if I hunted with a guy on a mountain I could tell whether or not he'd make it as a good entrepreneur by his dedication, his commitment, mental, physical strength, that kind of stuff. Now I'm thinking, man, you, you'd make a great realtor. Those are like that dedication had to have gone. If you're planning 13 months out. Well, I, I like to think I did make a good realtor. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it and I, and it, and it was a good, it was a good career for me, but it was, uh, it was just time for a change for, for me yeah. from that perspective. But absolutely. I, I think the other element, I, I don't disagree with you at all. You, you spend some time with a person and, and, uh, I, I think it's, it's definitely a question that a lot of industries grapple with, you know, yeah. the, the qualities, the, the, the makeup, the genetics of an entrepreneur. Um, but the, the piece that would be hard to get from somebody when you're out hunting with them would be the risk tolerance because there's gotta yeah. be an element of that to, in order to, you would when you're sheep hunting. <laughs> Because there is risk tolerance all the time. Okay. That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not one to have with me. No, yeah, I have enough. no experience in that area. Okay. I got, uh, a br- I got a bronze medal at the Canada Games in 1995 for shooting, though. But okay, it was just you know. target shooting. Target shooting. <laughs> they weren't live. When there's a kick and wind and sweat and... Well, you would be yeah. the same way. You'd be out of breath, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Would it be like a more like a triathlon type? No, 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 no. no, no. Just like totally Just, a rest. Yeah. All right. Yeah, totally. Um, are you familiar with a guy, um, the the Under Armour guy? Um, what's his name? Cam Cameron Haynes. You ever heard of that guy? And you're, no. I mean, he's a he's a he's a hunter who's like basically defined like. Um, Fitness hunting. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then taking it to the next level where he's legitly like climbing a mountain with a, right. a rock in the backpack the size of, you know, it's like hundred plus pounds. Right. On and purpose. Then, on purpose. Yeah. Gets to the top of the mountain and then, and then shoots his bow like <laughs> while he's like completely out of breath. And then yeah. and Under Armour got a hold of this guy and like he sort of defines like fitness hunting now. Right. So. Huh. Interesting. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to play a game. Oh, this is the piece that I wasn't briefed on. Well, <laughs> all right, uh, well, it'll be fun. No, fair enough. So, and I'll make it brief because it might get boring. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say a sentence. I'm going to leave a blank. You fill it in. First thing that comes to your head. Okay. Yeah. Um, ethically, real estate professionals in British Columbia are. Oh. 
You can say pass. Uh, that so can can I delve into it a little bit? Like, sure. It, yeah, first, yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is tough because okay. um, a couple of things. One is I really like the fact that you say real estate professionals. I think that's that's terminology that isn't used enough in in our industry. It's it, it's a desire. Um, it's definitely where people want to go, both industry members and the public. They want to see it, uh, see mm-hmm. professionalism increased. And that's certainly one of our mandates at, at the board. Um, and then, of course, ethically, that's, uh, that, that's been a big feature of everything sure. that's been going on, on lately. Um, so read it one more time. Ethically, so real estate professionals. Ethically, real estate professionals in the province of British Columbia are... Um, it's weird. I kind of set this up for like, this is going to go this way or that way. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to just be simple about it and just say knowledgeable. Okay. Um, the public can reach out to the Kamloops and Real Estate District Association for... That one's good too. For... Um, the biggest thing that we would touch base with the public on, I know you want one word answers, but I don't work well in that environment. So No, I'm good. Um, so the biggest thing that we would uh, work with the public on is uh, the professionalism side of our, uh, of our membership. Um, we are a membership-based organization, so uh, we don't have a lot of contact with the, with the public. Um, when we do, it's to elevate the professionalism. And typically, and this isn't what people want to hear, but typically it's in the form of, com- of a complaint. Um, and that uh, we, we, we want to make sure that our membership, uh, and our membership wants to make sure uh, that they're held to a reasonable standard, uh, yeah. that, that the professionalism in the industry is upheld. Um, and that is by adherence to our bylaws and our rules and our regulations. And so typically the times that we hear from the public are when somebody has breached that. Right. So yep. I have a question before Absolutely. you go with the next one. Yeah. Do people call you and say, I'm looking for a realtor? You know, very, very seldom. Okay. Yeah. I, so I started in November. I think we've had one call like that since I, so nearly a year. Maybe someone that comes new into town and. Right. Yeah, but it, I, I think first of all they'd have to know what the district's all about. They have to yeah. understand, yeah. yeah, which I think is something that's probably not very visible. Yeah, yes. it, it would it would strictly that kind of thing would strictly yeah. fall under a Google Google engine uh, yeah. search, right? Yeah. Like it, it would it would if we happen to make it to the top of that list yeah. and they're, we're their first place that they call. We do get people calling our office to talk to a realtor as well. They think okay. that we all work in the same place and, yeah. and we're just one big office of three hundred people. Um, so there, there's misconceptions out yeah. there, but the odd time, but cer- yeah. and, and certainly of course our policy is not to direct them in any one direction. Yeah. 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 yeah just that was refi- my next refi- question. So yeah, yeah, no, I, absolutely. No, Whoever buys me lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's no, getting the referral. No, re- re- refine your search and try it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. Okay. The next one kind of relates to the last question. Um, no complaint goes uh, unnoticed, unheard, uh, unqualified. Um, the uh, we take it very seriously, and and I, I again I don't want to dwell on the history or the past, um, but certainly I think that is one area that uh, that was not 
uh, taken care of, not not uh, uh, monitored enough uh, right. in, in the past. And um, I've said several times uh, since uh, my tenure started that if they didn't want the professionalism and the and the uh, oversight uh, of the adherence to the bylaws to be uh, uh, watched so closely. Um, they shouldn't have hired a former regulator <laughs> because right. that's my background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we, I, I've revamped, I've entirely revamped the pro- professional standards process uh, within within the context of the bylaws. Uh, we have a very um, l- a, a laid out process that is is uh, very um, uh, easy to follow. It's easy for our, for our committee to follow. It engages our committee. It engages uh, the complainant and the and the defendant. Right. Um, and uh, and make sure that every every complaint is is definitely considered uh, acknowledged yeah. and and, and uh, taken taken into that context. Uh, we we issued a, um, a um, report, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, to the membership uh, not too long ago with kind of a breakdown of the complaints that we'd received, right. yeah. uh, what the uh, what the sanctions were that resulted in those, and what the findings were from the yeah. committee. I remember and, that. Yeah, and, and I think it's important for yeah. for our membership to know. I didn't see that. Um, now I'm going to go look for it. Yeah, do yeah. that. It, it, it came from our from our office. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I couldn't even tell you how long ago. May, About a month May ago? maybe uh, a little longer, I think. Um, anyway, it it uh, it's important for our membership to know that it, because they want to know right. that that when they make a complaint or when their client makes a complaint that it's being taken care of. And, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to say that we sanction mm-hmm. everybody, and not to say that every complaint uh, results in a sanction because yeah, yeah. some some are mm-hmm. unfounded. But yeah, we're we're taking it very seriously. Right. Yeah. Um, keep going. It's not. It's not the. It, it's not the lightning fast round that you had envisioned. Well, no, no. I can, no, t- I can like, tell, but I'm I, like blazing through this, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to pass on that question now. Uh, this will just be for fun. But yep, realtors, real estate professionals, yep, are a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneurs. There you go. Great answer. Yeah, great answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm done with that. It's 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 interesting because when I when I was a realtor, and this is not something that I admit widely, um, but I successfully ignored my board for 15 years. I it it puts me in a position now where I know what I'm up against. I know what I'm up against with with the Parker Bennett's of the world, with with the with the the. The guys who are doing different stuff to keep their business going and vibrant and, and unique, innovative, um, and don't necessarily want to get into the weeds on what the board is doing, what, right. what Kadria is up to, because you're busy. You're busy running your business, and and that's how I was. I, I, I we were busy, and and it was it was a leave me alone, I've got this kind of situation. And so I know when we're trying to communicate that that's what we need to communicate with. And that's, that's the wall, the barrier that we're trying to overcome to, to get in. Right. When, when we send out an email that has a breakdown of the, of the complaint history for the, yep. for the year, 
not everybody's going to read it. Right. But then when you start talking about it, they go, huh, that might've been interesting yeah, right? yeah. to see what, to see what the board has been up to, what kind of things are happening with my colleagues and what, what the public is seeing. Sure. Right. So, so I know, I know it's tough and, yeah. and I, and I see that, but, uh, but truly our membership is entrepreneurs. And, and, and I think that's the piece that gets missed once in a while, even, even within our membership, even they sometimes, I used to say that as a broker, like the, the, my, my, uh, agents that were that were uh, agents in my brokerage they were employees when it suited them and then they were independent contractors right. when it suited them right, right. and, and the, the argument would go both ways depending on how they could leverage me to to give them what they wanted fair so, enough yeah yeah uh, not to take away from like the realtor trademark name but if i could give myself any other name i would yeah just because i sort of see it as entrepreneur first and i have a tank of fuel and I'm passionate about whatever I'm passionate about. So if you put me in a passionate, if you ask me a passionate question about whatever, um, maybe it's an ethical consideration or whether or not it's, uh, you know, whether there's some new rules that should be implemented, I could get very involved in it if it was right in front of me and I decided to. Yeah. But I'm looking at my fuel tank and I'm going, I'm also got to make sure that the business comes first, right? Yeah. But at the same token, I totally see where you're coming from because we're dealing with 310 whatever yep. realtors in, in, in our city. And the way the public perceives us is the average of the 310, not the one or the two mm -hmm. or the yep. top or the worst. It's just, it's going to be the average, right? Yep. And what makes it better for our business is when the average goes up. Yep. So if you can elevate it, it definitely puts us on a better and, position. And I, I've said that since I started when I, when I go out and talk to the, the to the brokerages and, and I, and to brokers and, and to folks like you is that we're a small, we're a small piece in a big puzzle right. when it comes to organized real estate across Canada. And we're not going to, as, as a 310 member organization, we're not going to invent new technology. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be on the forefront of bringing, of, of competing with Zillow. Um, we're not going to change the, the impression of realtor or, uh, or a real estate professional even across Canada. We're too small for that. But I sure as hell can change the impression of a realtor in and around Kamloops. Yeah. And that's the direction that we want to go. I tend to think if, if, if nobody's thinking anything negative about a realtor, that's a good thing. Because they only sort of like really bring light when there's an issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And certainly there's been a lot of that lately. Um, but, but I think, I think it, it keeps us, it would be, it would be like me going to a bodybuilding competition and winning because I was the only one on stage. Right. Right. There has to be, there has to be some competition. There has to be some negative to the industry in order for us to elevate above it. Right. And, and any profession is like that. I mean, I mean, you're, you're always, there's, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. You're not going to satisfy them all. That's and, right. And so I think it, I think it makes us strive to be better and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with human error. There's nothing wrong with making mistakes. There's nothing wrong with, with being in front of the professional standards committee at, at Kadria. It's owning up to it. It's right. learning from it yeah. and it's doing better. Moving forward. I also yeah. think that those are opportunities. The, I, I've exactly worked in I mean. the service yep. industry yep. and if you make a mistake, mistake, that's your opportunity to win that person and actually flip and make that person remember you forever. Yep. So no, absolutely. that's where I try approach. to make it. I try to make that person say, you're different. Yep. 
right? Yeah. Own it. So you're a competitive guy, I suspect. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, how do you see a win coming out of your position in this, like, as a, you know, as a realtor, you know, your, your win is a sale or, yep. you know, as an entrepreneur, it's making money or whatever. Yep. How is your, where does your win in this, in this role that you're in now? Yeah. Coming from, we had two concerns uh, coming into Kamloops and one was that we moved uh, a 13 year old daughter, now 14, uh, into, from a city where she had grown up, uh, mm-hmm. basically her entire life. We moved there when she was one. Um, her set group of friends, all those things, uh, to a new city uh, without anything really moving us. It's not like I was in a government employee and I got transferred. It was strictly mom and dad wanted to make a change and we loved Kamloops. And and that was was the motivation, full stop. Um, And so that was the first concern, making sure that she was going to be you know, land here and, and, and feel settled. comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Get settled. Exactly. It's a parenting um, trait. The other was uh, not so much related to the move, but once we moved, this opportunity came up and being an, uh, uh, being self-employed and entrepreneurial for almost 20 years, um, the question was, could I work for somebody else? Could, mm-hmm. could, could that still, could that be something that, right. that would fit within how I operate? Um, I was very, I'll say blunt, I was frank with the board when, when I interviewed that I, that I needed autonomy, that, that this was going to be something that they give me the direction with the strategic plan, um, but it truly is an operation that I can, that I, as long as I work within the purview of the strategic, strategic plan and the budget, um, I have the autonomy to run, run the organization. Yep. Um, they've held up their end of the bargain and I, and I believe I've held up mine. Um, but certainly it was, uh, that's the piece that, um, that has made me enjoy it so much and made it, and made it such a good fit is, right. is, mm-hmm. is that piece. Um, so because of that, I view it as a, as my own company. Right. I really do. And, and, uh, I am as connected to that organization as I ever was my own business. Uh, the, the emails, text messages, uh, information flows in from our stakeholders or from our members, uh, on a weekend. I, I, it's all on my phone. I get back to it. It's, it's a 24 hour job for me. Yeah. It, it truly is. Um, and I don't mind that because that's what I feel I signed up for. So the win for me um, outside of the intrinsic aspect is, is seeing the success of the board. It truly is. It, it's seeing, seeing the members succeed because the board is providing them the services that it was meant to provide them. Right. Um, we're, we're no longer a secretary for the brokerages. We've moved past that. We are, uh, we are a voice for our members. Um, we are an opportunity to improve their jobs and their, in their work, uh, their business, um, their client experience, uh, just by virtue of the tools that we're able to put in their hands. And, uh, and those tools come in all, all different pieces. It, it is, it is proper operation of the MLS. It is, right. uh, partnering with the right technology companies to make sure that, uh, that the, the apps and, and the, the tools that you have are, are there, but it's also the education, the tool of, of increasing your knowledge, both locally and provincially staying within the mandates of, of, uh, the regulator and, and what those, uh, what those requirements are. Yep. 
um, holding holding everybody to account. And then from an advocacy perspective, I mean, we just we just had an announcement yesterday that our data flow is changing. It has to change because of the Supreme Court ruling on uh, or non ruling on on the uh, Toronto Real Estate Board issue. Um, that's going to change how we as a board and how you as mm-hmm. a realtor disclose information to to the public and what what information the public has access to. Um, it's going to change the way you do business because they have access to new information. Right. And uh, but we have to stay on top of that stuff because otherwise the Zillows of the world yeah. are going to swallow us up. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So so let's think about that. Um, how does the MLS hold up? Uh, if Zillow decides 100%, uh, we're, we're going to jump in Canada. So, so one, of the, one of the primary roles of the board uh, outside of the three areas that, of, of service that we provide to our members, which is advocacy, education, and professionalism. I'm just going to keep squeezing it in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a broken record. It's good. I got it. But yeah, yeah. I fair enough. It. Fair enough. Um, but the, the, other, the other piece is to continue to legitimize realtors. And, right. and continue to to promote their worth, um, and and that that to me, the question that you pose around MLS, there has to be broader thinking. Oh, my my role my role in Kadria is to make sure that our members understand that they can communicate to the to the public, and we we're actually building out a communications program because we we feel that that leaving it to the members exclusively to the members or the brokerages isn't getting the message to the public. Um, we need to do a better job to get the message directly to the public of the worth and the value of a realtor, and it goes far far beyond the MLS. Like like to to have access to data and collated data, that's no longer we're no longer flipping through a magazine or 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 a, a catalog that the brokerages drive down the street and hand to each other and fill their binder so that they are the only ones with that information. And people have to literally walk in the door. People are not walking into real estate offices off the street anymore. The buyer knows as much or more about a property before going to it as a realtor does. And so, so where's the value? Is the value in that collated information or is it in all the other services that a realtor offers? Is it in making sure that you navigate a very complex and legal process with certainty and, and comfort and confidence in order to achieve an outcome that works for you as a client on the biggest single purchase of your entire life? That's the value of a realtor. Man, we should... We should record that and put that as uh Well, I hope we're recording. <laughs> this has been a lot of conversation. We're gonna, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna put that right on the on your website. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. That like quoted for sure, at least. hundred <laughs> percent. Um man, I appreciate all the info, your time. I appreciate um the new insight that I now have towards the board. Um, because I've been pretty passive with it. I hands yeah. down. I I just you know, you just wake up and you, you do your thing. and Absolutely. And no, I get where you're coming from. I was there. And if you uh, get a call, you're like cautiously concerned. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and I mean, that's a perception that I don't, I definitely don't want to have for our members, right? We're not a regulator. We're not the big, we're not carrying a big stick. Yeah. Like we, but we have to hold everybody to the same standard. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so, so that is, it, it is a piece of what we do. 
but it is just a piece. Like yeah. I, I think the benefits of a professional organization have to definitely outweigh the regulatory aspect. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so certainly if I call, then assume it's just going for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I, I only sweat when I see, well, what's the one that we keep getting called right now? Oh, I get called the imposter from Toronto. Revenue Canada. Revenue calling? Canada. Yeah, they're gonna sue me. T- ten times they're gonna sue me. Yeah, yeah. but, they, but they'll take they'll take Walmart gift cards. I yeah. guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I get any one of them on the phone, I like to make that conversation last as long as I can. Yeah, <laughs> just for it's fun. pre-recorded. They know. Yeah, they. Yeah. they they're like they ninety-nine people are gonna ream us out, yeah. but yeah. someone's gonna fall for this sucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a call yeah. from my son at home. He answered the phone and he said. You're going to get sued, mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, that's not a process at all. They're going to find me first. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. I appreciate you coming, Trevor. I, uh, I look forward to further adding value in the, the eyes of the board yeah. in future endeavors. And, uh, and I'll give you a handshake right now. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I got one more question. Yeah. Are you tough? Am I tough? Yeah. I am. I, no. <laughs> I'm, wasn't the answer I was looking for no I, I'm not in, in my mind I'm, I'm not I, I play rugby I just started playing rugby again I played rugby after yep. I played university football I won the Venier Cup with the Huskies in 96 and then played rugby for a short time after what did that. you play in fo- what position uh, slot back inside receiver yeah, yeah. yeah it was about almost 100 well 100 pounds less than I am now yeah and uh, so I started going out playing rugby with the squad here uh, mm-hmm. last week for the first time, oh, and uh, I'm still not quite ro- walking right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this body, this body works uh, has worked on one plane in the gym for a lot of years, <laughs> picking stuff up and putting it down, and now we're doing lateral movement, which, Twists which and might, turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which ligaments and tendons and supporting muscles just aren't. Uh, it aren't it doesn't even matter. I play the couch bowl at home. Uh, with my kids, and even now and then, I got a little tweak. Yeah, yeah. Going um, over the couch the wrong way to yeah make yeah, a catch. Absolutely. Doing what I got to do. Absolutely. Touchdown. Yeah. Well, and, and then you're the hero in their eyes. There you go. Yeah. 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 At least in my own. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if I'm tough or not. Where were you going with that? Well, I was going to just... challenge you to an arm wrestle. Oh, that right? has nothing to do with tough. And then but... I was going to cheat, yeah. not tell you how I win until later. Oh. I have your curiosity, right? I'm just wondering what's in, what was in the water that I just drank. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, anything? <laughs> Nothing? Did it, did it taste funny? What's the time? What's, what do you got for yeah. time? We need a couple more seconds here. No, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. And, um, no, yeah. any time. And, and uh, I, I did make that comment about the public. Uh, you know, generally the, the time that we hear from them is under certain circumstances. But obviously, if any, if any of your listeners want to hear more about what we're doing, about the the support that we're providing to to the members about uh, about the industry in general. Yeah. Um, of course, call call. Do, us, do you ever get like testimonials? Like, do you ever get people calling in saying, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know this realtor just went above and beyond." You know, I we don't. Um, we have. I, I teased you about this before we came on to the podcast, and and uh, now I really will assume that the listenership has has died off, and that I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not letting it, letting any cats out of the bag, but. We have coming up some, uh, uh, what we're going to announce uh, on Monday next week 
is uh, uh, some recognition for our realtors. Oh wow! Um, so uh, it won't be it won't be public based. Uh, so testimonials uh, from the public uh, won't uh, necessarily, but it'll be um, uh, nominations amongst our membership. Yep. Uh, not performance based. It'll be based on uh, you know contribution Specific. to the, contribution to the community yep. and kind of overall businessship and and that kind of thing. So um, so that's one area that we're we're excited about to better engage our members and, and yep. better recognize them. And then uh, we can start uh, using that and leveraging that in the community to, sure. to show the value of, again, the value of the realtor. You so. already got someone over here who's probably going to be nominated by me. There you go. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so keep an eye out for that on yep. Monday. And uh, um, I mean, testimonials coming into our office, uh, they wouldn't go very far because we can't, we can't advocate, we can't promote one, one over another. So right. I'm so, just curious. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We, I mean, those conversations uh, definitely happen w- with me out in the public, in the public realm and, and yep. talking to stakeholders. I definitely hear about that stuff and uh, that's I good. Hear, hear both sides. And, and yep. uh, but again, I think all of that is just uh, giving us an opportunity to do better and, and, uh, and we will, we'll continue to to do better that's what we're there for cool any closing thoughts ellie i just think that this i this uh podcast itself goes out there and people listen to it and that will give the realtors more value than absolutely just yeah. going on their own right yeah uh, to know that we are supported by kadria that and all the things that kadria provides to us yeah to be a better realtor yep yeah, the value is there, and, and certainly is. the value—the value is an organized group with a with a, a, a leader like Kadria and the board of directors there. That that's where the value is. You're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, on that note, uh, one final thank you, Trevor Coop, not just a, a bodybuilder, muscle man, or a movie star, <laughs> but also a dad and <laughs> our executive officer, Kamloops yeah. and Real Estate District Association. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, I really Trevor. appreciate it. Take care. Yeah.